Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to the Norton Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. As always, we have another great show for you today. Gail Phillips, the Executive Director of OMG and the NARPM CEO, will be interviewing Gail today. And we interview Gail once a year, and we just kind of talk about the state of NARPM and the strategic planning and where NARPM is going. So it's going to be a great show where we'll ask Gail all the, the tough questions. But before that, let's hit our hot topic and our hot topic is, since we have Gail, it's like, why NARPM? So if you listen to this and you are not a NARPM member and you're thinking about NARPM, like, so why should I, you know, spend my hard-earned money joining NARPM? Well, NARPM is literally the industry leader in providing education and resources for resident property managers. Uh, you can take one of their many online courses. You can also take in-person classrooms. You could obtain one of their designations like the RMP or the MPM and become much better at your at your craft. NARPM also has three flagship national events. They have the broker owner, they have the national conference, and then they have the legislative conference that happens. They also have local and state chapters in over 20 states, an online forum for members, and of course, yours truly, the NARPM radio podcast. But you know, lately they've been really getting into lobbying for landlord rights. There are lots of lobby groups out there for resident rights, but not too many for landlord rights. And so over time, landlords continuously lose a little bit of their power, so to speak, right? And so the residents are getting more and more power. And you hear about it in some of these blue states where you can't evict people for certain reasons, and it takes a lot longer to get people out of you know, typically your house that you own, but they're not paying rent. And so, you know, NARPM is there to protect landlords, just like there are other lobbyists that are protect, trying to protect tenant rights. But if you ask members what's the number one reason to be a NARPM member, it's really, it's the other members. NARPM has created this unique culture of one, a culture of giving back. And I don't know if you belong to other groups or organizations, especially like real estate groups, no one really gives back. They, they kind of hold all of their information close to the chest. But if you meet any member, whether it's a past national president, local chapter leader, or professional member, and you need some help, they will help you with any challenge that you have. There are stories where members invite other members to their, you know, to their office, and they show them everything on how they do it, even if it's in the same city. You know, members will help members with forms or you know, just basically any, any information that is needed, you know, so you, you see that NARPA members understand how crazy this business is and how it can beat you down. We also know that other people in your circle just don't get it, right? When I owned my management firm, 
I couldn't talk to my family or, or friends and talk about all these crazy things that happened in property management. I went to my NARPM buddies and my property management buddies and they're like, yeah, I got that one. And of course, we, of course, have to one up each other. But you can also feel very alone. You know, before I, I found NARPM, I felt very alone. Like I was like on an, on an island, right? Like the island of misfit toys, if you remember those, that, that, you know, Santa Claus cartoon or whatever it was back in the day. And let's be honest, you got to have a little screw loose if you want to like manage properties. It's, it's not, it's, it's not an easy job. You know, I call property management like the waste management of real estate. Right? All these people that get into real estate, they want to sell, you know, million dollar homes or they want the, you know, the cool stuff. Like it's so cool to sell homes and, and do all this stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, somebody's got to manage these properties and just collecting rent and dealing with maintenance tickets and all that good stuff. It's it's kind of the waste management. Of course, you know, waste management makes a lot of money, by the way. So it's a great business to be in, but it's one that, you know, you need a lot of support and NARPM and those members are there and they, they become that support, which helps you grow and helps you get through those, those difficult times, right? Can't tell you how many times I had to have a whiskey or two with some of the local property managers here in Houston just and talk about shop. It's a great way. It's a therapeutic in some ways. So we're going to hit our commercial break and then we're going to have our interview with Gail. Talk to you soon. Scaling your business means juggling many moving parts, leaving you wondering how to manage it all. How can you keep your eye on growth and streamline your operations? At RentBridge, we've created the Property Management Operating System, an ecosystem for property management marketing and process automation, where you can view and take action on the most important aspects of your operations, from sales and new owner onboarding to leasing, collections, renewals, and more. By bringing operations and marketing under one platform, you can have end-to-end visibility of your owners, tenants, and vendors from the first moment they interact with you, allowing you to add more doors with less effort and scale a truly profitable property management business. To learn more, visit rentbridgegroup.com today. Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. Welcome back, everybody, to the Narpham Radio Podcast, and I'm excited, as promised, I got Gail Phillips, Executive Officer, CEO, and NARPM all-around extraordinaire here. Gail, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Pete, it's always wonderful to join you. Thank you. So, Gail, you are the Chief Executive Officer of NARPM, but you work for a company called OMG Management. Can you tell our listeners what the relationship is between OMG and NARPM? Sure. Be delighted to. So our company, Organization Management Group, is a management company, just like the property management companies manage properties, we manage associations and people. So the relationship we have is we take care of all the back-end operations for NARPM so the volunteers can do their job. Yes, they serve on committees, they do things like that, but our staff on the back-end 
takes care of the day-to-day -day operations. So NARPM contracts with us to do this. They pick what services they wish to use. And then my job as CEO is to oversee and make sure that everything they want done gets accomplished. So what are some of the other resources that NARPM has access to by contracting with OMG? Probably the most significant one right now is our legislative strategies group, which is Tyler Craddock and Troy, who they work right now a lot in Washington, D.C., but we'll talk about that later. Okay. We also have a division called Meeting Strategies, which our Meeting Strategies is we have three event planners that help in putting together the conferences, the conventions, the trade shows. They're professionals. They have designations, so that's what they're trained in doing. We also have, of course, our core management services, which is the member support, myself, we have a deputy executive director, and we just added the communication public relations position with Victoria Hecht, who is pushing out all the social media and taking care of improving our communications. And then we also have our graphics department on our website, and they take care of making sure that NARPM looks good, that we stay with our branding, that everything's taken care of as NARPM wants, along with maintaining the website. Yeah, so it's a nice symbiotic relationship where mm -hmm. we have our volunteers, and they do some of the work, but the heavy lifting is really done by your team over at OMG. Absolutely. We make sure we're there with the volunteers on every committee meeting. And if they can't do it, we find people who can help in assisting with everything. And this year, we've had our plate very full, I guess, last year, going into our second year because of the strategic plan. I also know that you guys have virtual assistants now to help the local chapters, right? Yes. So, and, and, and I have to say, Pete, it was a discussion that you and I had that made us realize that why hadn't we thought of this earlier? My <laughs> little my that. little fingerprint on NARPM. My my fingerprints are all over NARPM, Gail. Right, <laughs> right, that's right. And it actually has been the chapters who have adopted the virtual assistants really are in understanding the benefit that they bring. And hopefully, members know that NARPM's paying for that. NARPM National is fully funding those virtual assistants. Nothing is being paid by the chapters unless they want additional services. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you are on a local chapter board and you're not taking advantage of the virtual assistance, reach out to the team at NARPM and they will help you get plugged in. Is that, is that correct? Ab absolutely. Chapter support at NARPM.org will take care of it for you. There you go. Chapter support at NARPM.org. Email them. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So, Gail, how long have you been the CEO for NARPM? Well, I was, our management company was hired in 2005 for the convention. I was supposed to be the interim. And <laughs> you still might be Mark, the interim. It just might be a 20 year interim <laughs> gig. <laughs> thanks to Mark Banner. I'm still here, but no, it's been a interesting and fun ride. It's, it's been really great to see how NARPM's grown. And I will have to tell you, you know, people talk about NARPM having money. When we were hired, they had $250,000 in reserve. And that was it. And one of our charges was we had to build up the reserves to make sure if we ran into that rainy day 
or needed to support our chapters or to do whatever we had that those funds available. And I think we've done a pretty good job of doing that. Nice. And just that's a great takeaway if you listen to this and you are a business owner. You know, how much do you have in your reserves? How many months can you go if, you, if we hit a rainy day, like we did almost in 2020, you know, where there was a lockdown and we all thought that we we're going to have a big rainy day. And it, for, for some of us, it was. So, Gail, you're probably the, the per perfect person to ask. I know there's some old timers out there like Dave Holt and Mike Mengden and, <laughs> and guys like that. But can you give us a little brief history of NARPM at all? I mean, sure. actually, I can give you what has been shared with me by Dave Holt and the old, older folks. You know, NARPM was formed because they felt they weren't getting any services for property management and with some of the organizations that were already established. So in the beginning days, they would do what you call fly-ins. They would fly in, they would go to the yellow pages, rip out the pages with all the property management companies and start calling them and inviting them to come meet with them and let's form chapters. And I that was the way know, it started. Really? Yes. I didn't know it yes. started that way. Yes, go talk to some of them, they'll tell you. And this core group of about, I think it was about 15, really built the organization and the base of the organization was education. As you know, that really is the stronghold of, of NARPM is our education and our two designations, our two major designations. So they have built on those and we have built on those over the years to improve, but that was the core reason that they formed NARPM. Then they added the conference after NORPM had been formed for a year, they added the convention, which was a great way for them to get together, to share, to network. Yeah, they didn't have to go and, to different cities. They had everybody come to them yeah. at that point. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, there were so few of them, they could pick where they wanted to go. Right. So they... And, and no, nobody on Facebook at the time, because Facebook doesn't, didn't exist, can say, I hate going to Vegas, or I don't want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> wah, wah. You know, there were advantages. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right and from there they added the magazine and so they continually added things and as they added they grew they grew in in certain markets you know they really so were they self-managing all this themselves uh -huh. at the time oh, yeah. yeah okay oh, yes. all volunteer absolutely. and and then if you ever talk to bob machado he'll tell you about how many management companies he had to go fire or who fired them or Whatever. That's Bob Machado yeah. out of Sacramento. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there are really some fun stories to hear about the beginning of of NARPM. But this core group was dedicated, and they still are. The ones who are still very much involved are dedicated to the organization and know that NARPM is a good thing. You know, they share. I have never seen an organization that is so caring and shares so much with each other, and, and they're there to help. You know, you hear yeah. stories about when there's hurricanes or damages or floods, as you all saw in Texas, and how the NARPM friends and affiliates just jump right in and help. And yeah, I can attest to that. When, when we had Hurricane Harvey come through, I had three or four phone calls from, all, from different parts of the, of the country saying, you know, if you need us to answer phones for you if you whatever you need from us mm -hmm. we're we're there to help and they were genuine they weren't just calling to say hey you know they, they were calling they had like an action plan in place which was amazing absolutely and then too they helped the new members uh, you i look at these conventions and our new members or the numbers are really 
have been growing that are attending and the members who help each other, how the ones who have established businesses will sit down and help them. And that's really not seen a whole lot in some of the larger organizations. By the way, a side note, we should have a breakout session with all the old NARPM guys and like literally just having conference, just having stories about what it was like in the old days. I think that'd be fascinating, maybe around the bar, around whiskey, but it'd be, it'd mm-hmm. be fascinating. How many new members do we have going to broker owner? I, I thought I saw over a hundred. Yeah, probably. So. I have not seen the numbers. I know we have over 500 registered right now for broker owner, mm-hmm. but yes, we probably have well over. A hundred, particularly when you look at the discussion on social media, it's really exciting, Pete, to see when someone puts out a message and says, you know, there's a lot of conferences out there. Which one should I go to? And broker owner always turns out to be number one. And that's one of those babies that has been formed since OMG took over management. And it just came from an idea of several members, myself sitting together and said, we need to bring something to just our brokers to be able to help them. Where their staff isn't at the meeting, where they can talk with fellow business owners. So that's what's made this event so successful. I'll tell you a personal story. When I first started going to broker owner and national, I would write down all the tasks and all the learnings I got at Broker Owner, and I'd do my best to get them implemented before national. And then I would get all my tasks and learnings at national. I'd do all my best to get them, to finish them, complete them before Broker Owner, because I was learning so much, especially the early days. The first five years, I would have a notebook full of, of information and ideas, and I literally built Empire Industries on Broker Owner and national. 100%. And how how did your staff react? I can say there's many brokers who say they come back and their staff like, oh my gosh, here they go. Yep. <laughs> because they have all these new things to implement. But that was our culture from the very beginning. Like, right. We were going to implement all new stuff. So they, like, they, I think they were numb to it. They, some, if you didn't like it, you <laughs> left and that was okay. You know, right, it right. Was, it's not for the, the timid. That's for sure. Empire was not an easy place to, to work with. All right. So NARPM's vision is to be the recognized leader in the residential property management industry. So how is NARPM the leader and what is being done at NARPM today to stay as the leader in the space? Well, that's a great question, particularly for It's a big boy question. That's like my David Letterman question. (laughs) Tom Brokaw, sorry. (laughs) As you know, in the past few years, NARPM has become very legislatively involved. The other thing when our management company was hired, you did not mention legislation or legislative or governmental affairs. It just wasn't heard of. So as we started meeting with with incoming presidents and our governmental affairs director would go with them to DC for a a little one-on-one meeting with their legislators and we've grown and it's grown. So now we do our little legislative conference. But what happens is we now have uh, made enough impact that D.C. is asking us to join in. The White House is asking our opinions. HUD is, was probably our biggest win in D.C. with all of the pet screening, all the pet issues, everything that was yeah, going on. Was... They actually came to us wow. and said, you know, how can you help? And thanks to our members, we surveyed our members and got stories about how these 
pets, pigs, whatever, were impacting their properties and how things were happening for renting. And we gave those to HUD. And HUD was amazed. They thought it was just dogs and cats. And it was surprising when they read the story of the chicken and the pig. And and they said, we had no idea. And we said, you know, that is real life. Well, we're doing that right now. So we're collecting Section 8 stories. We have a website where we're collecting Section 8 stories for something very similar. So what's that URL? Sure. It is mysection8story.com. And what we're asking people to do is to share their stories, good, bad, whatever story they have. We're asking them to share it on this website. We're collecting this data, and we'll be using that when we go talk to the legislators, whatever we need with the Section 8, we're going to be using these stories. So we're trying to collect it. It's open to everyone, not just NARPA members. So anyone who has a Section 8 story, we encourage you to go there. Again, mysection8story.com. And so what are we trying to do? As NARPA, as an organization, we're trying to just give the Section 8 Housing Authority, some just some information so they can make better decisions? Well, it's the whole housing issue that we're dealing with. You know, we <clears> want to make Section 8 better. We want to make it so it, you know, in some areas it works really well. Some areas, property managers wouldn't even consider using Section 8. Right. So we want the government to understand why. We want them to understand the issues that people have with using Section 8. And even in the areas where things are working, why is it working? So it's our way of helping them to understand, just like we did earlier, for to help them in understanding what exactly is happening with Section 8, you know, because they're not involved with it like you all are. So as you asked about the impact, that's probably the biggest thing we're doing right now as far as protecting our members and getting our name out. So that is a huge leap for NARPM. We have an office in D.C. We said we do a day on the Hill. We do a lot legislatively in getting our name out. We're also working in making sure the education. We set up, what was it, three years ago, the NARPM accounting standard to help our companies in running their accounting. And if you're a member, we will share with you all the information on how to set up your books, things like that. We set up those standards, the codes and everything. This past year, we hired a company and we did benchmarking where we can actually show where you should be within your company. NARPM, again, paid for this study to be done to help our companies raise their bar. And that is to show them where should you be in your operations. What should your line items be? So this has been very important. The companies have grabbed us. Many of them have taken full advantage of the accounting standards and are really using them. And, of course, our education. Our education platform, our classes are rewritten every three years to keep them current. We're getting ready hoping all goes well in April to approve a new certification. And it's going to be for the NARPM accounting standards certification nice. so that companies can get those. So when somebody's dealing with you, if you get a client, 
you can say, I have this certification because I'm using the NARPA accounting standards. You'll have to take classes. There'll be things set up for you to, for uh, companies to do. So we're trying to raise the bar on how our members operate their companies. You know, uh, a lot of our companies are small, as you know. Right. You know they're, they're what we call mom and pops or the, the smaller companies, and we're there to help them. Our vendors are great. We have some super vendors who are always willing to help. And so NARPM's there trying to invest, help the members invest back into themselves. You know, so the main point is you're, you're fighting for our cause on the legislative front. You're gathering data so that we know where we stand and you're creating uh, standardization so that we can all look at the numbers the same way. Right. I remember Absolutely. my first my first year in NARPM, we tried to do a comparison. Everybody put in their P and L and all that stuff, yes. and it, that that went that went over like a fart in an elevator. And now at the NARPM <laughs> accounting standards, now we can actually see the data looks looks you know, and now it's all conformed, and now you can get a great idea of what your you know cost per blah 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 or your right. your revenue per per door or whatever it is. So, yeah, great and work I being will, done. I will I will tell you that some of the firms who have purchased other firms that. It, Accounting standard helped them in knowing exactly what they were looking at when they went into these other firms. Right. So if you ask, so if you're buying or selling, you can probably increase your uh, mm -hmm. your overall asking price by going to the NARPM accounting standards. Absolutely. So NARPM puts on two flagship events each year: the national and the broker owner. Now we believe that Gail. Some people think that Gail is the one who creates all the speakers, and so I will say this. Gail was not responsible for Vanilla Ice <laughs> at National. And if you weren't there, if you're there, you know. And if you weren't there, good thing you weren't there. That's all I'm going to say. So tell us, tell the listeners, how are the venues, the speakers, and the topics, how, do they, how does that all get picked? Is, is it OMG that does it? What, who, who actually does mm -hmm. all that stuff? Well, let's start with the venues. So as you heard, we have a meetings division. But the hotel selections, we actually use an outside company to help us with that, who is a national firm. So they know all the hotels. They can go out. They can touch all the hotels. So we're on a rotation basis. So we move across the country back and forth. And we have size limitations. We have spaces we have to, to choose. So the big thing is we need to make sure we touch our members. So we really want to stay in areas where we can reach the most members. So that's how we choose a venue. We go out, we bring in five RFPs, we bring in five properties, we narrow them down, we go back, we renegotiate, we work with the executive committee, and then we negotiate and we narrow it down. And then they say between these two, whichever you can get the best program with. So that's how we choose the, the and site. You, and you try to move around the country because yes. you want members to be closer at times. Right. Is that right? Right. Because okay. East Coast people sometimes won't fly West Coast and West Coast to East Coast. It it's just hard. happened. Yep. So we want to make sure that we rotate wherever they can get to. And then can you uh, talk a little bit about the difference mm -hmm. between the venues for national and the venues for broker owner? Sure. So a couple years ago, has you well know, NARPA made the decision to change the venues around. The convention used to be at what we call resorts, the nicer properties. We had brokers who came with us and said, 
I would rather go to the nicer resort as a broker owner and then bring more of my staff to the convention and go to a hotel, to more of a, you know, well, a, a hotel setup. So that's what we did. The, the, it was switched. So now the broker owner events go to the higher end hotels, has more to do around it for the brokers and owners. And then for the convention, we try to do what we call convention hotels. They're hotels that have meeting space within it. Bigger, bigger hotels, but hotels. a little bit, little bit right. cheaper, not as many right. amenities. They're more affordable so yeah. that they can bring their staff if they wish. Okay. So that change was made. Whether you know, I know everyone didn't agree with it, but it ha- it it's working right now. And if if we I recall, the, the the national stuff, we're trying to put more in the center of the country as well, so more people can get there. Is that well? Well, if we have to, like right now, we're having an issue. I know no one will believe this, but with COVID, a lot of associations had to cancel their meetings. Right it, during COVID, some canceled them for two years. Well, guess what happened is happening in 2025. All those meetings that were canceled in 2020, 2021, even 2022, are now being booked in 2025. We cannot find a hotel where we were supposed to be for 2025. Wow. So okay. we. So it was a are, backlog and now everything mm-hmm. is full. Wow. So we actually went to five different locations to find a hotel that would handle the space that NARPM needed. And we think we have one. I'm not saying a word about where it is. And we're going to hopefully be there in 2025, which is a li- which is off of our rotation. But we didn't have a choice. So, so that's our so other. So you guys right are now. looking at venues for 2025 now in 2023. Is um, that pretty we've standard? We've actually been instructed to go to 2027. Really? Because their ho- the hotels are so hard to find right now, and the prices are going up so much. Maybe we could just get one big, big Airbnb and have everybody there. (laughs) There Go for a community of Airbnb. All right. So, okay. So that's kind of venues. So talk about uh, speakers and topics. This is really the exciting part. How did Vanilla Ice get through the the vetting process? Is everybody's on everybody's mind? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, you have to ask the committee because, you know, so Gail does have, yes, I do have final say on certain things within the committee, but we let the members pick the programming because you all know, they, the members know what the members want. Listen. So, so you're going to see things change this year, broker owner. If you attended broker owner, you'll see that what Scott Brady and his team did was make a decision that they were going to pick the topic and then pick the speakers. Normally what has happened in the past is NARPM put out a call for presentation, everybody dumps in their presentations and they look at the presentations and you and you have to submit videos and all of that. And then from that, they pick the presentations. Well, what's gonna start happening now at the end of every event, there's gonna be a question in the survey that says, what hot topics do you feel need to be covered at the next event, the next convention, next broker owner? And that should drive the topics and the presentations that are going to be happening at the convention. Of course, in a year, six months, things can change. So sure. the, the committee will need to be flexible enough to be able to pick up those new topics. Right. 
So that's how, you know, and, and truthfully, I get calls from members over things that I didn't even know were coming up the pipeline. And so I will tell the committee chair or our staff, hey, see if you can find somebody on this, if this could be something of interest. I don't tell them to do it. I give them the suggestion and then they talk about it and it's their decision. Vanilla Ice, we do contract for outside. Doon, 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 doon. <laughs> I did get to meet him. <laughs> but we do contract for outside speakers, a broker owner. They are to be business speakers. They are not motivational speakers. They use three speakers, three outside speakers. Okay. Convention. It's the same thing. I think they have a couple more, but and theirs can be motivational. They are to watch the videos. They are to vet them. Well, when you vet sometimes a national speaker, such as, for example, Vanilla Ice, what you're saying could be different than what you get. I mean, it's just it's just going to happen. Right. We were very fortunate when we brought in another big name speaker that he really did a great job. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He was a business speaker. And a lot of people got a lot out of him. It doesn't always happen. Got it. Got it. Well, I appreciate you putting some some color to that. By the way, I was actually one of the people who thought Vanilla Ice was a good pick because he, you know, he does his he does that Vanilla Ice project, and he was real estate related, and he's been in front of people before uh, as an entertainer. I thought he'd be great, and yeah, I guess well, even the great ones have off days. And and Pete. Honestly, that's what the committee thought, too, because yeah. he has his flipping program, because he, it, when you heard him, he owns a lot of investment properties. That's truly what the committee thought, too. Yeah. So I think when the whole presentation was done, what they expected and what we got were two different things. I and agree. it happens. It happens. All right. So how about how many members does NARPM have now? And what are the latest marketing initiatives to drive membership? What have we been doing that's working? Sure. So we're right around 6,000. We just finished our dues billing, so we're down a, a little bit. As far as, as you, I don't know if you remember, because uh, your listeners may not know, Pete used to be an RVP and served on the board of directors. As we ask on every application, how did you become a member? How did you learn about NARPM? And 70% of them is member to member. A member referred them. Is it that high? told them about it. It's yeah. that high, huh? Yeah. Wow. So it's very, very important that chapters, that when they have chapter meetings, that they're inviting members. So we really push grants to our chapters. You know, we, we give them two different growth grants that they can use to hold meetings. We push things to them to try to bring the members in. We probably are not marketing as strongly as we used to going to other trade shows because we've taken that money, we've put it into VAs, we've put it into grants, we've put it into other things right now. So that's the big things. We rely a lot on our affiliates too. They're a, a big help with us growing our members. And it's, and it's really amazing to hear members talk to each other. So, you know, NARPM is, it's pretty steady. You know, they don't do any wild growth. It's pretty steady every year. And then since the first of the year, we probably have had our biggest growth because we grew about 400 people. I think as you see more, I think as you see more legislation coming into the industry, 
people are going to gravitate towards right. being part of a an organization, especially now that we've Narpum's pivoted to really being the forerunner on legislation for property management. Yeah, absolutely. So talk a little bit about these grants real quick. So again, if you're on the, if you're, uh, if you're at a local chapter, there are grants that Mm -hmm. Narpum National will give the local chapter funds to have membership initiatives, membership drives. Is that, is that correct? Right. Yep. So we'll, if a chapter decides they want to do a trade show, for example, with a neighboring association, we have a thousand dollar grant that they can use to help underwrite that trade show. So they can apply for that. If they just if they want to do advertising, we have a $500 grant that they can use for advertising. When they do membership events, we have two. They can do play, apply for two $500 grants to help underwrite either bringing in a speaker, bringing in you know, covering the venue, covering some of those costs for two different events to help grow membership. So these grants are specifically for chapters. We have now an advocacy grant that chapters can use for growing their legislative program, because that's the other area we want chapters to grow is within their the legislative arena. All right, Gail, you you have the microphone. What is one or two things that you would like to say to the members that are listening and the people that are on the fence? They're maybe not members yet, but they found the podcast. Is there any anything you want to let people know? Well, Pete, NARPM really does listen to the members. You know, the last year and a half, we've gone through a tremendous strategic plan. And that strategic plan came from the members because we heard that people thought NARPM wasn't being transparent enough. So we went, hired a facilitator, so NARPM wasn't doing it themselves, and he went out and talked to the members, found out what the members wanted and came back, and we built our strategic plan around that. And this past year and a half, NARPM and the committees have worked diligently in trying to accomplish. Can you share one or two points of that strategic plan? Sure, I'll be happy to. So one of them, you know, what the big discussion was our election process and how it's handled. So a task force was put together. Eric Weatherington shared it out of Charleston, South Carolina. Past president Um, Eric Weatherington. And the reason is he was a good person. (laughs) Eric knows how to research. So he had a great task force put together and they researched how other organizations do elections, the American Society of Association Executives. He they got reading material from them and they spent the time in researching it. And you know, I have to be honest, the process is going to change some, but not the election. It's still going to be you're not going to, you're still going to have one candidate. It's still going to be a slated election, but you have write-ins. They reduced the number of people needed to have to sign a petition to be a write-in. So they did that. And that came from, oh, and the nominating committee, when they're interviewing, the candidates are going to know who's on the nominating committee. And that's the transparency because they Got said it. it wasn't transparent enough. We said, fine. The committee said, fine, we're going to let you know. You know, and so they looked at that and they really researched it. They really studied to make sure that what they were doing was within line with the industry. The other thing that we've done is we've looked at both the convention and the broker owner. There were two task forces formed to keep those events relevant. And 
the recommendations from broker owner are coming to the board at this upcoming board meeting and we'll see hopefully they'll all be adopted and there's some really exciting changes that will be coming out of it convention was pretty much you know there were a few things like how to vet our affiliates for teaching classes how to to make sure that the courses coming out are relevant but the one thing that came out of both of them is every three years NARPM needs to study the relevancy of their events. Nice. So that was a, a big step for them. We're forming an at-large chapter. So we have a lot of at-large members right. who don't have a chapter. So the Member Services Committee formed a, or got approved the formation of an at-large chapter. So they're in the process of trying to put the final bows around that so that it'll be totally virtual. It will run under NARPM National, so there won't be any corporate stuff. But where members who do not belong to chapter can still get education, can still get networking, can still get the benefits from from belonging to a chapter, which is huge. That's great. And, of course, our biggest struggle, as you know, has been our chapters. Is we have the good. We have those that are struggling. Yep. Um, but chapters are very important to NARPM. And... Our state chapters, we're supporting them and putting on their state conferences, and those are also very important. And anyone who's listening to this, if you have not looked into NARPM, go talk to members. Go talk to people in your market and find out exactly what is the benefit to NARPM, because I hear from more members that if it wasn't for NARPM, they wouldn't be in business today. If it wasn't for going to an event and learning from our vendors what's the newest thing out there, or learning from our members the accounting standards, or learning from each other, or taking a designation course. Our designation courses, thanks to COVID, have turned virtual, a lot of them. And it was interesting the other day, you know what I heard, Pete? What's that? We had a guy who took a class, classroom, because everyone says classroom is the best because you can talk to each other, and then he took a classroom virtually. He said the virtual class was so nice because he had people from all across the country in that class. Right. So he didn't have to learn just about his market. He learned about other markets. Interesting. And he said he learned more in that virtual class from hearing what other people had to say. And that is NARPM. NARPM is members sharing with members the networking and the friendships that are formed. I'll take it one step further. If you're a property manager running a PM business and you're not a NARPA member and you're not learning from the NARPA organization and the membership, you will be out of business in in no time. NARPA is like the secret weapon. It's like it's like the Batman utility belt. Whatever you need, you go into your NARPA utility belt and, and out comes an answer or a vendor or you know, just, you know, or, or standards or whatever it is, but we, there's an answer. Somebody in the organization has already dealt with what you've dealt with and you will get that and you'll get that answer. So our right, yeah, And that's the cool thing with NARPM, Pete, is if we don't have it, we'll help you find it. Exactly. I have had more people who have called me or emailed me or looking for things and I may not know how, where it is, but I can find it. We just started a short-term rental mastermind group because of a session at a convention and people who came up and said, we need more of this. Right. So now we have a monthly short-term rental mastermind group that I love it. who would ever have thought of a year and a half, two years ago. 
I'll never yeah. forget when we were at strategic planning, you and I and, and the, the board, and you hand me your phone, Pete, I need you to t- talk to this guy. And it was, I think somebody in North Carolina, they just went through like a major storm. And I'm like, yeah. And I sent him all my documentation, sent him everything I had because we had gone through the storm and I created literally like what we did to survive the storm. And I, I believe it helped him. I hope it did. But yep. again, who, how are you going to get that? How are you going to get that person who's been there, done that, and then share, they share all that information. And that really is NARPM in a nutshell. All right, Gail, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to go to the lightning round. All right, get ready for the lightning round. (laughs) We'll be right back, everybody. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant, but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part? VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program, starting at just $5 per door. You can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bedbugs and cockroaches. End the debate over who pays for pest control, while pest share turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're at the lightning round. Gail, you're in the hot seat. You ready? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be easy on you. What is one piece of advice you'd give someone just starting out in the PM business? Join NARPM. Even if you only have one piece of property, join NARPM. Find people to connect with. Find areas. Yeah. I'm going to give my friend Paula Cleveland. I'm going to give my friend Paula Cleveland a shout out. She joined NARPM at zero properties. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. You're close to my heart, (laughs) Gail. Agreed. What was your first job? 
I worked in a florist at Dulles Airport. Really, at the airport? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is your ideal vacation? Uh, everyone knows that. I love the Outer Banks of North Carolina. We go down to Rodanthe two weeks every year, and I just love it. What is something that most people don't know about you? I'm an open book. I don't, I, I really couldn't don't, tell you. Don't have anything. Your, I mean, your life is on, your life is on TikTok. Is <laughs> Facebook. No, I have a grandson. I just adore my three-year-old grandson and we have a great time together. So he loves his Gigi. Other than the NARPM podcast, is there another podcast that you listen to or that you could recommend? Never. It's only yours. <laughs> Coming from a lady who had no idea we were doing the lightning round. <laughs> what book are you currently reading or what is one that's impacted your business or life? Hold on. You gave me this the last time and I couldn't find the book. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Where'd it go? Oh. So that is true. Gail is a repeat guest okay. on the show. We, plan, we have Gail once a year to talk all things NARPM. What's the book, Gail? So it was The Go-Giver. Go-Giver Leaders, Go-Givers. That That's was, a great um, book. Eric Weatherington's book when he was president. And it was a book I really got a lot out of. I, I agree. The Go-Giver was a great book. And then I'll give you the last question here. Prefer dogs or cats? Dogs. I know you're a dog person. They're the best. <laughs> All right. Well, Gail, if somebody wants to join NARPM, where do they do, how do they do it? Sure. It's very easy. You go to www.narpum.org slash join, or you send an email to info at narpum.org and our staff will be more than happy to help you out. Or you can call them 800-782-3452. And if you feel like you need remote team members to help you with your business, please think of VPM Solutions vpmsolutions.com. Gail, thank you so much for being here today. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Pete. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. 